what's going on currently is that normally we are in step with Life Church. Like we're, we're, we're running Life Church messages on the screens and we're doing all this stuff. But with COVID, it kind of pushed us away from that. Right now at the 1130, we don't have Life Kids. So we've shortened up the experience, the message, the worship, so that your kids can be in here without, you know, too much time. Them going crazy. We know how kids are. I have toddlers, so I know how it goes. So we shortened up the experience. We can't really pull that off being in step with Life Church. And so with, uh, with a lot of prayer and conversations, we've decided to push that off and, and make that decision again in the fall. So currently, we're in a brand new message series called Full of It. And so we're, yeah, we get excited. So we're on our own kicking that off. And with that, at the end of this message series, we have something that I'm kind of a fan of. It's actually my favorite weekend we do ever. Every weekend, doesn't matter what weekend, Christmas, Easter, I know I'm not allowed to say this, it's baptism weekend coming up. Come on, somebody's excited. Yeah. August 2nd is baptism weekend. You heard that Facebook Live. August 2nd is baptism weekend. Listen, we celebrate baptisms like crazy. And again, we're not oblivious to what's going on around the world. We know numbers are going up. And we know that th- people are scared, nervous, and worried about it. And we're going to use as much wisdom as we possibly can leading up to this and as the numbers go. But we really felt led that like, we don't want to stop somebody from taking their next step in following Jesus. Whatever that looks like, whatever precautions we have to take to be safe, we'll try to do everything we can to make sure we're not getting in the way of somebody being able to take their next step of going public with their faith by letting the world know they're a follower of Christ. So if that's you, we'll have sign-ups next week. we got some stories already set up that I'm excited to share with you about Baptism Weekend. So that's coming up the first Sunday in August. All right, but right now, y'all ready to jump into the message? All right, so the message, like I said, is called Full of It. Full of It. Uh, a bunch of y'all are full of it, okay? I mean that in a positive sense. Y'all don't have to take it like that. A bunch of y'all are full of it. And uh, this series really started off from one of our core values uh, that says this, we will laugh hard, loud, and often. Because nothing is more fun than serving God with people you love. And I recognize in, in the world, maybe the world is trying to take your laughter away. And it's trying to make you worried and concerned. And so with this series, uh, it really came from this. I want to reinstate that back in your life and not let the world steal your joy, right? Your circumstances don't get to dictate who God says you are and what God has done for you. And if, if you believe God set you free, and if you believe that your sins are forgiven and your guilt and your shame are gone, then your face should probably reflect that. Somebody, can I get an amen? You've been in church before and people are like, what, who killed your puppy this morning? Why'd you come in all sad? Like, you don't have to be here. Like, we don't force you. We don't drag you to church. We don't guilt you into church. Why are you so sad? And so if you're, if you're a follower of Christ, man, you should be set free. And it should reflect. So we're going to have a good time. We're going to laugh. But there's a scripture that I'm, 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 I'm going to really try this whole series to raise your standard of expectation. To not just have it, but to be full of it. And this scripture is the basis for this series, and we're going to keep coming back to it, and it's found in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what I want you to gather from this is that God is not asking you to have hope and joy and peace. God is asking you to be full of hope and joy and peace. Matter of fact, God is saying, I want you to overflow with it. I don't want you to just have joy and hope and peace. I want it actually to be so full inside of you that you overflow with that thing. And I think sometimes we've settled for just having it. We're good with just like, we, we come to church every once in a while, 
and we're good. We're kind of like, one, yeah, you know, I feel good. My family's okay. Everything's good. It's mediocre. We're good. And we've settled. And I would like to challenge you today to raise your bar of expectation to say, I will settle for nothing less than what God has for me. And that is full and overflowing. So to do that, I want to share with you somebody who's full. I said we're going to laugh, so it's okay if you laugh today. Um, if that's confusing for you in church, I'm sorry, but we're going to have a good time. Uh, I'm going to tell you somebody that's full of it. His name is Taylor Otterbein, and he happens to be our... Wow, that is not supposed to make you laugh. Everybody laugh just for knowing he's full of it. Like, yep, okay, okay. I mean that both in the... That's our student pastor, for those of you who haven't met him yet. Uh, I mean it both in the negative and positive sense. He really is full of it. Like, he's excited about life. He's at a 10 at all times, like of excitement and enjoyment. Wherever he's at, whatever moment he's in, this is the greatest moment he's ever experienced. If you ever catch him at a zero, it's a bad day. I just yell at him and send him home. But nine times out of 10, he's at a 10 and a full 10. And here's the thing. Sometimes you think he's legitimately full of it. Like if you've come in, he's probably complimented. If you have a beard, he has told you you have the greatest beard he's ever seen in his life. And in that moment, he is being 100% truthful because he is fully, and I've been around him a long time now, so I know it's fully genuine for him because in that moment, he's so full of joy. He's so full of the goodness of God. He's like, man, I'm so excited. How can I tell you what's good about you? And he's going to compliment something, and he may forget it and tell the next person that they have the greatest beard that he's ever seen in his life. And in that moment, he fully means it. So he's a, yeah, that's right. So he's a good example, and he allowed me to share something that we can get a laugh kind of at his expense. And I need to set up what I'm about to show you. This will look like it was staged, but I promise you it is 100% real what is about to take place. And the reason it looks like it's staged is because the week prior to this video's existence, uh, we had been in the office and people had went to sit down in this one chair. And every time they sat down, it went back too far. And they were like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? We get that like, oh, your heart drops a little bit, you think you fall. And every time I'm like, oh, it almost happened. Like I was waiting on someone to go backwards in that chair because we had previously set up a camera in the office. So I was like, I'm going to have it on video when somebody <laughs> falls out of their chair. So without further ado, Taylor the right Okay, so you can't just see the fall one time. Let's run back just the fall and let's check this out. Okay, so there's also a role in that, in that movement that, well, I think you need to see too. Let's just run that. I made a boomerang for this because I had so much fun with it. Oh, yeah. Shivaligan. Okay, here's something you can't catch on the video, and I can't turn it up loud enough for you to catch. If you, if you listen real close, and I've watched this way too many times, you can hear like a grunt in there with it where like as he falls, like I laugh, which overrides all the sound, and then briefly you hear, <laughs> it makes it that much better. And then, of course, you saw the end, the extra stretch. I had to highlight the extra stretch to double check, make sure he survived. <laughs> 
one more. There we go. Okay, so he did give me permission to share that video. You are allowed to laugh. He wanted to make it go viral. So feel free, if we get that video out, you can share it, make it go viral. Um, so that's a man who's full of it. But what's interesting about that video is he's also full of something else in that video. See, what you don't know is that we were in the midst of a fast. It was like a 12-hour fast. And then at the end of that, a lot of people will gorge themselves with food because you're like, I haven't eaten all day. I'm hungry. And it happened to be that Chet's had a special that day. If anybody knows Chet's, anybody like Chet's hot dog? It's a little late in the day for me to be talking about Chet's. You're like, I'm hungry now. Uh, if I can get a free hot dog for that advertisement, that'd be fantastic. So he was full of Chet's, spent way too much money on Chet's, was comp- way too full. And if you, if you rewind the video just a little bit, you can see him wiping his face. It's like... I feel like he bathed in their chili because it was all over. I mean, just, and he's so, what is actually happening is he throws the napkin and misses. And it is way too far to roll your chair to. But because he's so full of jets, he's like, "Mm, I'm not getting up for that. And starts to roll way too far. And that's what cost him, is being full of it. And then I found out, I left right after that, because it was the end of the day. I found out before he went home, because of the impact, he hurled in the parking lot. That's how full of it this man was. I've got more details. You think that's gross. Some of you are already like, no, I had details that I've cut out of this story about that just for your sake. But he was so full of chest. When that impact hit, it had to come out. And what I want you to get today and what I want the expectation for your life to be is that you are so full of the goodness of God. You're so full of the God of hope. You are so full full of the peace of God and the joy of God. When impact hits your life, something's got to come out. Something's got to come out. And my prayer for you is that you set the expectation that you're so full of the hope of God, the joy of God, the peace of God. When that impact hits, what comes up is the goodness, the hope, the joy, the peace of God, and not the anxiety the world is trying to cram down your throat. That you would be so full when impact hits, it's going to reveal what you're full of. It says it like this, In Luke chapter 6, verse 45, it says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So you might even check a gauge on what you speak. Because it's going to tell you what your heart is full of. Especially when the impact hits. Especially, how did I talk when, when COVID started to happen? When the riots started to happen, when there was racism existing in our country that started to happen, how did I start to speak in that moment? Because that's going to reveal what I was full of when I lost my job, when things started to fall apart. What was I full of? Because that impact revealed what was in your heart and your mouth spoke what was already there. And I want to challenge you that that doesn't discourage you, but that challenges you to raise your expectation that I don't let anything shake me to the point that the only thing that's going to come out is going to be the hope and the joy and the peace of God. Right? And I'm going to challenge you to do whatever it takes during this series to do whatever it takes to get to the place where you're so full of that that's the only thing that comes out. I'm talking about maybe you need to catch up on what's going on in the world and you need to see like, all right, I'm going to watch Fox News or CNN for a couple moments, but you need to check in that moment of like, is my blood pressure going up? Because that may reveal where my hope's at. Because if, I, if, if my hope is dependent on my circumstances, then my hope's not in the God of hope. Maybe I need to check that the second that the news anchor starts to tell me things to worry about and to be afraid of, do I go like, oh no, 
Like, uh, well, I got I to gotta change where my investments are. I got to start adjusting this. Or, you know what? I don't know what's going on with COVID, but I know a God who's trying to do something through it. I don't know about this storm. I don't know about these protests. I don't know about all what these racists are doing, but I know my God is trying to purify some things in us. I don't know about churches closing their door, but I know God's trying to do something in church people that challenges them to the next step. So you might recognize the situation, but not let the situation change who you are on the inside and how you speak because you are so full of the goodness, the hope, the peace, the joy of God that you're full of it and you're overflowing with that. Right? And at work, step in and you have that moment. It's like, mm, she wants to tell something about something that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wants to gossip about, you know, so-and-so. And you have that moment. And see, what, what some of us do in that moment is like, well, it's not gossip if it's true. That's not the question. The question is not whether it's true. The question is whether it's helpful. And in that moment where you have the moment, like maybe it's somebody you don't like, so you kind of want to say something about them, like, go tell me what they did. They did something stupid, didn't they? I want to hear that. Or maybe you're so full of the hope and the joy and the peace of God. They tell you something negative about somebody else, and you're like, you know what? Man, I bet God's going to use that moment in their life. You start to redirect because you're so full of that hope and that joy that you start to redirect gossip and you say, you know what? Maybe God's going to do something through it. Man, I don't know why my boss is cranky like that. I don't know why my boss is treating me like that. But I wonder if he's got something going on at home that I can pray for him about. Because the good, when, when that, hit, that hit happens, the goodness of God spews out. And not the negativity, not the gossip. And we know in the church world, we can say this little line in the front. You know, you need to pray for so-and-so. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm going to pray for sister so-and-so. And then you have a string of gossip that exists after it. Like, the question is not whether it's true. The question is whether it's helpful. Whether what I'm speaking is through the goodness and through the hope and the lens of the joy and the peace of God. Or is it through the lens of anxiety and worry and negativity? And that's a good gauge. Am I full of it? Am I so full of it I'm overflowing? I'm going to challenge you during this series to raise your expectations. Of, of even your marriage, where you don't settle for it just to be good. You don't just settle for like, we're all right. We don't fight. We only fight like a couple times a week. We good. We good. We're not, we're not getting divorced yet. And raise that expectation. That I don't want just a good marriage. I want a great marriage because he's called us to be full and overflowing. He's called us to be a representation of what marriage is supposed to be because we're so connected to Him and we're so full of Him that it overflows into our marriage. The way we raise our kids, we start to raise this expectation that, you know what, I don't want my kids just to make it through school. I don't want my kids just to not go to jail one time when they get through high school. I don't want to just have a low bar standard for my kids, but I want my kids to be so full of the hope and the joy and the peace of God that they can't help but overflow. I, I, would want, I would want us to raise our expectation that I'm not just, I'm not fretting about who my kids hang out with. What I'm starting to think through is, what are my kids going to impact somebody else? Like, I'm going to raise my kid to be so full and overflowing, and I'm worried about how they're going to impact other kids. Like, I'm going to worry I'm going to get a call from other parents saying, your kid keeps talking about Jesus, and we don't go to church, and we don't like this Jesus thing. Like, my bad, that's on you. That's what my kid does. Because my kid is full and overflowing. I'm thinking about how my kids not only are full and overflowing, but how they overflow to other people and their friends. Maybe it's how we date. And we're thinking like, oh, I'm not married, so how should I date? And we're like, well, he don't hit me, so it's kind of nice. I mean, he's, like, I mean he ain't going to cheat on me, so it's cool. It's going to be fine. Everything's good. Or do we raise an expectation where, you know what? Uh-uh. 
this relationship, this dating relationship is going to be either so full of God that it overflows or it ain't going to happen. That's our standard of expectation. That we raise the bar in every area of our life to stop settling. And I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in my life where even as a pastor, even recognizes that I'm convicted as I'm studying for this message, I'm like, man, sometimes I'll have a long Sunday and I come home empty and short with my wife and short with my kids. And I said, well, I can't preach until I start to change it. So I start to recognize in me, I'm not settling for that. I'm not going to settle for, well, it's just been a long day at church and I had to do this or I had to do that. I'm not going to settle for anything less than overflowing with the goodness and the peace of God. I'm not going to settle for anything less than coming home and speaking to my wife and kids with joy and peace and hope. And for us, I'm going to challenge us all to take that step through this series. Now listen, you might be thinking, well, you don't understand, Jared. You don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know what's going on. The world's crazy. I don't know how you just talk about hope. It feel, sounds like a, a feel-good message, Jared. Like, like, oh, let's just ignore COVID. Let's just ignore what's going on in our country. No, no. God speaks these words to us in the midst of the storm. God, in, in Romans 15, when he's saying that, when, the, when that scripture is written, the, the Roman church was oppressed by the Roman government and by Jewish, they had it from both sides, by Jewish leaders and by the Roman government. They were like, no, you, ain't, no, you can't have that religion because you, you don't acknowledge the Roman God, so you're not good. And the Jewish people were like, no, you're blaspheming against our God, saying he's the son of God. They were getting it from both sides, and still he said, no, no I want you fooled. One of the most famous scriptures is found in Jeremiah 29, 11. You might have heard this one. It says, for the, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. We use that, but maybe you've never heard the context of when he says this. God is speaking this to the Jewish people. And while he's speaking to this, they are in the middle of bondage from the Babylonians. They are in literal chains, and they are oppressed, and still God spoke this over their life. Every time he spoke hope into the church, he's saying, what what he's saying is, "I I don't want you to depend on your circumstances to be full of me. I want you to know that you can trust me no matter what. I want you to know that I'm bigger than your circumstances and I can fill you to the brim and overflowing even while you're in chains, even while there's a pandemic, even while there's riots, even when the economy's crashing. I can fill you to overflowing because you're not dependent on your circumstances to be full of me. You're only dependent on me. So if you're taking notes, I said it this way, to be full of God is not to ignore present circumstances but rather to know God is bigger than present circumstances. My prayer for all of us is that we're so full and we're so overflowing, and people can't help but want what we've got. And that we don't settle for, for just enough for me and mine, but we come prepared and we do whatever it takes. Listen, everybody in here knows somebody that's been addicted to drugs. And I promise you, when they're hungry enough, when they're when they're strung out enough and they need that next fix, they're going to find a way to get it. You, you know somebody who's been in that situation where you, you're like, whoa, I didn't think. They'll go to whatever extent to get it. And I believe now in this moment, in this season, there's a group of people that are so hungry for hope. They're so desperate for peace. They're like, where do I go? I think they're going to be, where do I go? And the question is, are you going to be full enough? Are you going to be overflowing enough? that they can come to you to get it? Or do you just have enough for you? Like, do you just have enough for, 
for today. Like, I just got enough to raise my kids, man. I, Jared, you don't understand. I just got enough to survive this marriage. I, I'm not getting a divorce, but it ain't good. I, I just got enough to make it through this job, this eight-hour shift, this 12-hour shift. I just have enough, Jared. And what I want to challenge you with is God has not called you to have just enough. That, that, that God has called you to be full and overflowing. Because he wants you to thrive at your work with your family and then overflow so that other people can come to know his goodness, his grace, his mercy, so that they can feel his peace and they're hungry. Man, they're, they're, it's like everything is telling us in the world to be fearful and to be anxious and to be worried. And there's a whole group of people that say, I, what, there's got to be something more to this because if this is life, I don't want it. And we've got to be the people that are so full that we're like, yeah, let me tell you what the hope is. It's not on earth, it's in eternity. And it's despite our circumstances. We can have joy despite our circumstances. And I'm praying that you raise the bar. Because this week alone, I've interacted with some people that were hurting desperately. And that was just a, that was just a small group of people. You have people in your life, and you, you can have this idea it's like, well, you're the pastor, that's what you teach, that's what you should do. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's just, hey, Jared, you do that thing, and we'll all just... Just kind of feed off of what you're preaching every week and we'll go do, do our lives. But there's a whole group of people that you work with, that you interact with, that are in your family that I'll never have contact with. They'll never want to come to church because they've heard of church and they've been around churches. They don't like church people because they got that sour face like something happened to them, like somebody killed their puppy. Or they can be around you and you could be so full of it and you could be so overflowing that they're like, I don't What's going on with you, man? What changed in you? Why are you so happy? Like, I know you're making the same amount I'm making at this job. So why are you so happy? We're going home broke together. Why are you so happy? Ah, because it ain't money that makes me happy. It's the joy and the hope and the peace that's found in God. Well, what's, what's I, know, I know what your past looks like. I know what you used to do. What are you, why are you good? Why are you smiling? Like, I know you got all this stuff going on. My circumstances don't dictate my joy. I found a God who said I was forgiven and that I could let go of my guilt and my shame. And that I could give it over and I could lay my head down at night and have peace. Not because of what I did, but because of what He did. If you would, let's pray. God, I pray that we would be challenged to overflow. God, that we would not settle for anything less than full and overflowing. God, I pray that we would be so challenged, God, that it would, it, we would do whatever it takes. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you, would you raise your hand if I could pray for you this week and you say, I want to be full and overflowing. I don't want to settle. I don't want to have anything less. Come on, hands going up all over. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray over you, but I want to say this to you. It may take whatever. You may process through in this moment what it's going to take, but whatever it will take, do it. Because there are people that need you. There are people that are hungry. There are people that are hurting. They need you to do whatever it takes. I don't know what that is for you. If it's a little bit of time in Scripture or a long time in Scripture before you leave the house. If it's a long drive around the block to listen to some worship before you ever step foot into work. If it's a moment at work where everybody's taking a smoke break and you take a prayer circle walk around the building to get full and overflowing. Whatever sacrifices, whatever effort needs to happen for you to be full and overflowing, it will be worth it because of the lives you'll impact and because of the way that you'll represent the goodness of God. God, I pray over these people they'll be challenged 
And God, they would take whatever steps you've called them to take to do it. All of us are a little bit different in how we get filled up by you. Sometimes it's quietness. Sometimes it's loud worship. Sometimes it's a good message. Sometimes it's a long time in scripture. Sometimes it's one verse that we just chew on all day. Whatever that is for us, God, I pray that we would not settle for anything less than overflowing. 